0: Well, do you want to start, you know, talking a little bit about uh series four?
1: Yes, so series four Although is first, first
0: oh, you can... um, you can... what have you been doing on your summer break? And I say summer break, and I mean break from the podcast, not break from real life because <laughs>
1: our, re- our, our real lives are in full swing, <laughs> <laughs> very much in full swing, but um. Although well, she has just come back from a summer break, so, you that's, know. Um, that's,
0: that's true. Callie um, got to go to Prague, yes. which I was very jealous of.
1: Would very much recommend it. What have I been doing since we've not been here? My mind is just we both, blank of everything I've done. We, <laughs> both, we both celebrated birthdays. We, we did. We, are, we did do that.
0: We are both older than when you heard us talk last
1: which is yep yeah, that's fine that's fine too <laughs> <laughs> um, what have we been doing um well yeah we've been doing that we've been going on adventures so what we like to do anytime we go anywhere or do something that we think you you guys would find really cool um we actually put it we pop a post on the the instagram but um have a few other trips coming up which will be very exciting to a few castles and places of historical note which we'll be featuring soon um but other than that i think the big thing we've been doing recently is planning series four yeah yeah
0: we uh probably we got to it a little bit slower than we should have. But once we sat down and actually really talked about it, I think our list, our initial list of episode ideas was really, really long. Like we had to really whittle it down yeah. into uh, just a few. And even then, I think it's potentially, is it longer than series three or is it the same? It is long than series three yeah it cause just is... there was so much that we're like we have to talk if we're going to talk about this at all on this show then it will have to be in this series so we just have to make this longer i mean i mean don't get too excited it's not like you know 70 episodes but um i think it's like what 10.
1: this one is 10 if we include our two bookmarks on either side yeah so Which is very exciting. Although, to be fair, I think if we had time, um, I'd very much like to make each series, and I think you would as well, each series, 70 episodes long. I definitely think we could, series two for God and War, I think if we'd just kept going, we'd still be doing it. That's the thing
0: about us, is that if you get us going with all this stuff, we will talk until you die. (laughs) So we could very, if there was nothing else going on in the world, we could very easily just do this all the time. But alas
1: just call us yorick hi claudia hi oh we've got a, another podcast joining us so hello oh yeah um, hello guys
0: oh and th- thank you uh, kim says that we are an awesome team and uh you know because i'm so humble i will agree <laughs> we are nothing if not that here <laughs> It really, really helps when, um, you know, you go to school for a sort of hyper focused subject in history and you end up meeting your like exact mirror image. It just really helps. You get a lot done.
1: Yeah, it's I think it's very odd how. How similar we are not the interest but like just just down to weird stuff but like we are very similar so that that definitely helps and um yeah because i mean like
0: obviously we know the history in common because we're both you know in the in the same room with you know getting our ma's but then i remember the first time i ever um went over to your flat i think we were like getting ready to go somewhere and i was meeting you there first And I saw your bookshelf and I saw like those DVDs that you used to keep on the windowsill above (laughs) your bed. And I was like, I own that, I own that, I own that, I own that, (laughs) wow, this is, this is insane.
1: (laughs) I still proudly have that DVD collection, even if DVDs aren't cool anymore.
0: Yeah. Did you ever actually watch any of them? No, 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 I haven't. But uh, it's nice to have them. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, series four. Um, Yes. (laughs) This is why we edit our podcast. Yeah, so series four, we made a post about it a few months ago, but in case you missed it for whatever reason, the theme of series four, because you know we do, every season has a theme. We are going to be talking about motherhood, which was one, I think we said this before too, it was one on a list of things. Like when we first came up with the idea for the podcast that um, it jumped out to us like this is something that in one way or the other all of them have in common so of course we would look at this as kind of a thematic bridge between them and I think it was one of those two that like we really wanted to do right away but there were so many things that we had to do first that now finally we're like yeah let's let's do it
1: yeah for sure and I, we, we definitely couldn't talk about motherhood I don't think without the initial series one of setting everything up and then yeah with series two i think that was really important as well because i think we, what we did in that was setting the, the the scene for you know the political landscape the religious landscape dare i say the social history of it to a certain extent um, and then series three was also really important because you needed to understand the background from where everyone was coming from
0: mm-hmm.
1: so yeah. now and now is fun so we can really um kind of get into um the The more fun stuff, well not more fun stuff, but the 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 different bits that are on our two page list of series that we wanna want to get to,
0: yeah, it's not as much the uh the scene setting, you know, like as much as I enjoyed the last series, it was made because there were so many people listening to it who, like I know in real life who would say, "Oh, I listen to your podcast, oh thanks, what do you think?" well, I'm not really familiar with the history. So I don't know, like, you know, when were these people born? Who were they? Whatever. And I thought, yeah, you know, actually, even people who have been studying the Queens for however long, probably don't think about this stuff often enough. Like they jump into the middle of the story rather than like really looking at the beginning. So I think it was necessary to do that and lay all that groundwork, even though it wasn't really like, I don't know, we couldn't get into, the real nitty-gritty conversations like we're definitely going to in this season
1: no and i think to to your point we i i suppose where we've spent so long with them we we have the i we assume more common knowledge really i think it's fair to say so when someone's saying you know oh what about this part oh that that makes sense, so you know, if you guys ever have any suggestions about series or anything like that, we would love to hear from you because it's maybe something we haven't heard uh, thought of yeah,
0: and when you're in the middle of it all the time, like I think like you said, we assume that if you're listening to this, it's not because you don't have um some degree of prior knowledge already, so we don't necessarily have to fill you all in in every episode. We don't have to hold your hands as we're going through a topic, but at the same time we're in the middle of it and we you know sometimes might not realize like is everyone on the same page here even the people who you know know all this stuff are we all you know talking about the same thing so always feel free to chime in and tell us if something doesn't quite make sense
1: but i think with this one this one's going to be good i think because when we originally did our word splurge um of episodes that we wanted and we we had our google doc up i think for this one we had probably when we before we started cutting things moving things about ideas from help i'm gonna say 15 to 18 episodes
0: easily if not more
1: so there's always room to come back to stuff which I is, is quite nice because um while we do our best to kind of get everybody and to kind of cover everything in each series we we never have time to do absolutely everything like i said just now if you know we'd carried on with god and war we'd still be would still be doing that so it, it's it's nice to have the option you know where we could maybe think this is strictly about motherhood but let's put it in another series so mm-hmm. um no, it's going to be good and I'm i'm excited about some of the the topics that we've got coming up in it Mm -hmm. and some of the people that we're featuring yeah well like i said this is one of those rare
0: topics i think that all six of them like absolutely have in common we don't need to necessarily stretch it you know they we were coming up with ideas and we're like oh well this, this episode like we would come up with and say well we can cover these two topics in the same episode like a part one and part two and then you'd think actually no because we'd have to talk about all six of them like twice to cover every topic just because it is so far reaching um especially when we talk about like we're gonna have an episode about um being a stepmother and and what that that means and you can't just focus on like say Catherine parr even though that's the obvious choice you have to really look at how all of them interacted with the role because from anne boleyn onwards they were all stepchildren uh stepmothers so
1: it's well, just, even it's, extent, Catherine of Aragon as well
0: yeah and then we had that debate of like oh. where does Henry Fitzroy like where does you know an illegitimate child come into it so uh, yeah no this is one that it got really hard to narrow it down just because there was so much we can talk about but hopefully we did narrow it down in a way that you feel like we're not missing something and like you said if we are then we can come back to it
1: know we love a special so (laughs) yeah and yeah and just like
0: with one series we're not gonna absolutely be able to cover everything and hopefully we will be here for a while so we can always do like a motherhood 2.0 or something
1: oh that would be fun hi stephen hi tay got some more people trickling in to join us which is nice so yeah series series four it's mad to me though that we are doing series four because it's mad to me that come september this is going to be going on for two years like this
0: yeah well two years in the public eye because technically it was like yeah or february even when we when i first called you and i was like oh my god i had this dream where we had a podcast and you're like cool let's do it i think that was definitely the winter so this was we were working on this for months before we even went public with it but yeah officially in the public eye it's been two years in september
1: which is crazy i know i do yeah i was gonna say 2020 and 2021 all rolled into one big long
0: yeah that's true that's all like a like (laughs) like the long 18th century it's the long 2020s they were oh
1: it was long it was so long but it was because podcast has come out of this and you know I think we always said from the start even if it's just us two talking on the internet to each other it's conversations that we're having anyway so it's lovely that other people have found a space to be able to interact with 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 people that they find either interesting or you know if they're coming at it from a completely new point of view so you hello and welcome I suppose
0: (laughs) yeah and I mean I think, think it's one of those cases of if if the world hasn't given it to you yet then make it yourself because i like to listen to podcasts but i've always felt like um history podcasts tend to be very kind of one note where or i guess two notes because i'm about to list two examples um where it's either like interviewing an author who's just come out with a book which you know and don't get me wrong these are interesting but or it's like a biography of one person and it's like an hour long episode and they try to smash everything about that person into one episode and I always listen to it and I never necessarily like think I'm not fulfilled after I listen to it. You know, it's like reading somebody's Wikipedia article instead of really getting into the nitty gritty. So that's what I think we do well is we make the podcast for the people who really want to get in the weeds about stuff.
1: For sure. And I mean, that's not to say we've not interviewed people. We we did our first interview this year, actually, didn't we? we- yeah, that-
0: That was super fun. Well, no, not um, we can't knock Brian. Brian did have a cameo (laughs) appearance as Cardinal
1: Campeggio. Brian came to our court, and we're forever grateful for him to coming to our court. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, no, our first like
0: professional interview was in April, and that was super fun. So yeah, shout out to Heather. She knows we love her, but shout out to Heather. Uh,
1: But no, I think I think you're right. I think, and again, I think the thing that we do slightly differently is well it's not different but I think we bounce so well off each other to the extent where I think when we were planning this series I was halfway through a thought and I just looked at you and said bear with me I'm just kind of it's half baked it's not quite fully there yet and I kind of remember what it was about I think it was about the Henry Fitzroy and the illegitimate children angle and you're like oh my god me too <laughs> yep that's what happens that's what i say it's so it's so easy to do
0: this because it's basically just like who's gonna say the same thing first
1: yeah and i mean that's it we, we have our things that we are mm, our specialties i suppose or the kind of key areas that we are interested in and they are different yeah so you are you're very much more on the art history scene
0: yeah well yeah because i've had Training in that, but yeah, and then you know, you and your social history. Grumble. No,
1: no, no. <laughs> this is a place for everybody, and I will not have the social history. Not thank very much. <laughs> well, clearly, I don't knock it that
0: much, or we wouldn't be no, doing a don't. series <laughs> on motherhood. <so>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, strange. Uh, kind of
1: vacillate between social history and court history, which are yeah. Oh, uh, hi, London.
0: Um, <laughs> I, sorry, I can just hear the sirens. Um, yes. So, I mean, I know we we're going to save this for a little bit later, but do we want to go ahead and tease what the f- first episode of the series is going to be? Cause, just because I think it leads on nicely from your specialties.
1: Oh, yeah, oh my God. Yes, please. I'm so excited. Just I'm go. so excited. I'm, I'm unleashing you. <laughs> go. <laughs> so series four is launching with a special which uh of our honourable mentions that we actually um we tried for the first time last series with um elizabeth of york um so we're doing we're launching this series with margaret <laughs>
0: she's very very <laughs> Very, 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 very excited. I'm
1: so excited. If there's any ever an excuse to talk about Henry the Seventh in any capacity, even if it's about his mother, I'm here for it. I'm. Well, she's cool. So and it it fits perfectly
0: because when we were like, we need to do an episode at some point about Elizabeth of York because, like we said in that episode, we feel bad every time we're like, oh, our podcast is about the six Tudor queen consorts, and it's okay, but then. We forget one so we knew we had to honor her in some way but then also when we were talking about the idea of who would we give quote an honorable mention to you were immediately like well margaret beaufort duh and we had all actually already this was complete serendipity we had already decided that motherhood was going to be series four the topic for series four and it just fit perfectly because who better to start out the motherhood series with then the mother of the Tudor dynasty
1: she fits everywhere perfectly she fits into conversations about politics she fits into conversations about motherhood It just she belongs everywhere
0: <laughs> but like specifically she belongs specifically, here because yeah i think too like one of the other cool things that we're going to be talking about in more detail in her episode is her not just like political role but also her role in shaping the Tudor household like she had her fingers in absolutely every pie imaginable like down to like she wrote the ordinances for like how all the future queens all her future like granddaughters-in-law were gonna give birth basically like you know go do this Be have your confinement here for this long you know you can't have tapestries that have unpleasant scenes and all of this really rigid structural stuff so we're gonna have to talk about her a lot this series we you know we need to honor her with her own episode
1: i'm so excited i
0: know you are i can i can't even see you anymore and i can feel it
1: <laughs> well i think a bit like you said like we talk about um our six the, the the six queens that we we spend a lot of time within there being the six um queen consorts of the tudor reign and i uh Tudor era sorry and um, a bit like you mentioned with Elizabeth of York she she gets forgotten about which is very much in the same trope that Henry the VII gets forgotten about as you know the first Tudor monarch and I think when you're then talking about the Tudors and queenship and things like that Margaret Beaufort then gets lost in in that as well and then she's very much confined to you know the wars of the roses and you know the the Beauforts and their whole family drama which is and we all, don't all have all of the uh today.
0: she's been in a lot of historical drama in the last 10 years with all of these stars adaptations of the Philippa gregory novels which i think has like more people know about her now but those novels are not kind to her. So it's for all the wrong reasons. Yes. Like I, I cannot tell you how many people have repeated like such stupid things to me that they got from that show. So it'll be nice to kind of, you know, set the record straight a little bit with her. And to like, I think one of the things that I, I am most passionate about with doing on our show is just um, having like, like demonstrating how all these people are so interconnected, like instead of just focusing on one person, we are focused on six people and like showing how similar they were and all the different ways that they interacted with the same things in the same world. And it's so then it's really important to look at their predecessors too and see, okay, well, how was the stage set for our six? And I don't think Margaret Beaufort ever gets enough credit for that because like you said, she's more looked at as... A political figure and a schemer and nope she was involved in like all the you know the womanly side of things too yeah definitely a
1: hundred percent also I mean, if they... we're
0: gonna give credit to anyone like as a mother how about somebody who gave birth to a child when she was 13 years old and like almost died and then devoted her life to making him king like none of us can compete with that nah.
1: <laughs> nah and not at all and I think the nice thing about looking at her within the capacity of motherhood um or you know even adding that dimension into the conversation is it softens her so much yeah Um, and there's there's some really cool stuff actually that um I've been reading uh, by other really cool historians who have uh, their their focus is on the Beauforts or on family as a whole or on margaret and tell you a little bit more about who those people are in in the first and that episode but um i like bringing that softer side to her because as to your point when we look at her in connection with those historical dramas or historical fiction she's very much a sour-faced old woman and she's so much more than that yeah like just she's 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 also a, and I think also when we remember as well, she's a, she was grandmother to Henry VIII, and the bond that they had mm-hmm. was, you know, he was said to have been devastated when she died.
0: And she died what, like a few days after his coronation or before? I, uh, I can't well, remember. She died in the relative area of his yeah. coronation. <laughs> Um, but she so she did sort of get to see her life's work, which was, you know, ensuring that the dynasty would continue um, in the form of her grandson. So she died kind of fulfilled in that way.
1: She was about for a long time. Like She saw some
0: stuff. She knew Catherine of Eragon, too. That was uh, yeah. I think I think people forget is kind of the overlap there. Wait, but yeah, so that's that's going to be our season opener. Um which is going to be i think the perfect way to kick it off for every all the reasons we've just been saying i'm
1: so excited <laughs> um and it's weird because well it's not weird i don't think but she, she is one of those people that when you when you rediscover her, you you, you know you find her in history and it's hard not to be completely enthralled by her and just completely captivated by her i think in a weird way this is the bit that i find weird. i think her and eleanor of aquitaine are quite similar in the in the sense of how you imagine them because they're just both completely formidable brilliant women Who, again when you look at the softest well, not, when you look at the side of them as mothers and things like that you get a much more complete complete view so mm. I'm, I'm not gonna say that they're, they're unique because you can find them throughout history, but they are phenomenal. And then, so it'll be interesting
0: then to compare them to yeah. the, not only the three of our queens who were, well, I guess four, if you include Catherine Parr, um, who were like, you know, mothers to their biological children. And how, like, I'm thinking Catherine of Aragon primarily who was really fighting for the interests of her daughter and how much that was influenced by people who, like you said, like Margaret or even Isabella Castile, Catherine's mother, um, like seeing that example of like, you can be politically adept and like a part of this world and you can still like fight for the, you know, ambitions of your children too. Like, I think that's just all of them kind of have that in common of wanting their children to succeed in the political sphere that they've been born into.
1: Definitely. Well, I'm glad you're excited, Kim, because we're excited too. I don't know if you can tell.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean like we we were on a call together last week going over the episode order and making sure everything was all set and we're just like, and we could do this and we could do this and let's put this in here. And it's just, yeah, we're it's gonna be hard to kind of keep ourselves down to what like 45 minutes <laughs> for every episode
1: well it's never just 45 well you, you you go to get the 45 minutes Paul Kate has the um I don't think the uh, unenviable task of taking our an hour and a half two hour mm-hmm. they can get long I
0: don't just I'm trying to think of what the words.
1: Long, I'm trying to think of what the
0: longest one ever was and actually it might have been Elizabeth of York <laughs>
1: there was a lot to go yeah over. I think yeah. one of our first series episodes was it the badges one that was, that was quite long too oh
0: no the worst one was was the um the queenship of like what's oh. in a queen the one what? yeah that
1: oh. one we took it took
0: multiple takes because the first one was so long but it was so like we went on so many tangents and I was listening to it and I was like N- this is not good like And this was early days when we were all convinced that you all would hate everything we were doing. So I was like, oh, my God, nobody's going to listen to us if they listen to this. This is just awful. And we re-recorded it. And then I used snippets of the first cut and kind of put them in randomly throughout the second cut, but then still had to cut, like, at least an hour off of the second cut. So that was just, that was a mess.
1: But, yeah, the, the point being that we can talk for a long time we that that was our second episode second or third episode wasn't it and then we at that point started to panic that maybe this wasn't for us and we've bitten off more than we could chew yeah oh i
0: I was listening to it and i was like wow maybe we suck at this (laughs) this is this is not
1: good i Um, I had a fire alarm beeping in the background because i couldn't reach it the old flat that i lived in and then the episode wasn't going right and then oh my god i forgot about that yep but but, it taught us a really valuable lesson i think because at that point we were literally planning we were almost writing scripts for ourselves like per episode and we realized that didn't work because we couldn't then fit in how we spoke and it interrupted us so much well that i think yeah it, and there's
0: something to be said for getting used to it too before yeah. that
1: yeah definitely that was oh that that one was Um, that one was rough. Heather said, we need an extra long director's cut episodes. No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, I mean, trust us, you, you, a lot of that stuff is, like, very just rambly stuff, or, like, um, we repeat each other, uh, like, (laughs) you'll, you'll make a point, and I'll think it's really good, so I'll say it in a different way, um, so it's, it's not, like, you know it's it's all of the deleted scenes on the dvd extras where you're like oh yeah i can see why they cut this <laughs> it's, not, it's not like watching the extended lord of the rings or something it does not add
1: anything it us. <laughs> no it does not it's normally i'll be honest with you it's normally me getting halfway through a thought and saying something along the lines of i thought that was more intelligent than it was please don't use that i forgot what i was saying
0: which leads
1: into the the
0: next comment we got of blooper reel um which would be a lot of us going uh never mind let's not put that in is that
1: i've just said
0: that or um when you when you trail off and you just start like looking at me like straight down the camera and I'm like just it's fine just stop and I'll cut it
1: (laughs) yes definitely I remember there was one episode and I think I'd maybe had a bit too much coffee which for me is saying something and I I remember saying something and then started talking about pie and you just looked at me like what were you even trying to say I was like no idea
0: well, I mean, you can talk very fast when under the influence of caffeine. So there are a few moments like that that I can think of. Not gonna <laughs> lie,
1: I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> get getting excited about history and fuel on caffeine. I I think I talk at a normal pace. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> or two, um, like I talk with my hands a lot um you know i'm italian that's so what you do and um i knock my mic over a lot oh I yeah get so enthusiastic um and you just you'll hear like me talking and then you'll hear a bang and then oh damn and then you you, you start talking that okay? <laughs> <laughs> we
1: good
0: we good <laughs> we good okay go just go I'm gonna just go <laughs>
1: well, what were you saying i don't know <laughs> Oh no, though yeah, they're um and I think as well when, when it's normally we we've gotten a lot better at it, I think. But it's normally when one of us has somewhere to be, so we're like, right, we need to be strict with our time. Mm-hmm. So now now we know that, you know, maybe we need to start recording a bit earlier or actually we just need to change the day completely because I think even through those rambles we actually end up with some some interesting parts that, again, that we don't even know is going to come out until we start talking.
0: Yeah, and that's the great thing is, that's what, like you said earlier, when we almost in the early days had a script for ourselves, just so we could really make sure that we kept in, everything in and said everything we wanted to. That didn't work because we were regulating ourselves so much, but yeah. it actually, it's been interesting. Like, the way we do it now, um little behind-the-scenes peak, um, is we almost like divide and conquer so like I'll say you know we we're, we want to cover this subject so why don't you like find a way to introduce this or um you know we just have like bullet lists of then we'll cover this then we'll cover this then we'll cover this and it's amazing how well we always end up flowing in that order anyway like yeah. I just well, I check the list and I'm like oh yeah we did that already oh yeah we did that well it's quite nice as well
1: because when we check in right Okay, I'm good on this part. Are you good? Do you have anything else you want to add? No? Me either. Great. Right, let's move on. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and just making um, sure that, you know, if we will check into beforehand of like, oh my God, I found this cool quote, or oh, this we really need to put the statistic in there because that's going to be really good. And we're, I think we're really good at remembering like, isn't this the place where you wanted to say that quote? Go for it, go. Good.
1: You got this. We got this. So yeah, no, that's... a. Uh... It's, yeah, I, I think we're very lucky that through happenstance or universe, whatever it is you want to call it, that we ended up becoming friends and that we can do this because I don't think there's, there's very few people that I know. Mainly, a lot of my friends and I love them all to pieces, but I think when they start talking history, sometimes they just know, like, hmm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> which is completely fair enough. Um, but um it's nice to be able to share that passion with somebody um and i think think we're very lucky that we've been able to do this
0: yeah i mean this was um you know and it's like i know you in from real life too which is great like it used to just be like you would talk to internet people on tumblr or something but like i know you in real life and uh I also, too, I think the difference is we know how we work because we did so much work together. Um, You know, we were in grad school together. We were in the trenches together. So I know how you work and I know how your mind works. I've read your papers. So uh, I think that definitely helps, too.
1: Definitely. I never used Tumblr. Tumblr scared me.
0: Oh, God. That was like, well, I think the difference, again, what we talked about in, I think it was our first episode, was um, I was interested in in all of this stuff and i didn't have an outlet for it so it it, the internet had to be the outlet for it um you know like i would go to school and no one else would want to talk about like shakespeare or margaret beaufort or anything and so (laughs) i i have to go online and uh start you know seeing all the other people who had everything in common with me so then it was fun to be able to go to the uk and actually not only see the places but meet people who also were interested in this it's like you know and now you think- over there it'd be like if you had like a sudden weird intense interest in i don't know i was trying to pick a, a random president like rutherford b hayes who you probably don't even know about um you you'd feel pretty pretty lonesome over there I, you?
1: I don't know what you're talking about i'm constantly talking about hayes and everyone just thought yeah yeah D- can't get enough of him <laughs> he's my
0: he's my favorite obscure u.s president go go look him up everyone rutherford b hayes didn't
1: know that about you that was fun yeah so you've um, you've never asked (laughs) i'm sorry (laughs) um so no but now it's nice that we've actually been able to take you know i suppose a bit more of your experience of the tumblr and and you know finding a common ground with people that you know um or don't even know on the internet and creating a community. Um, so it's it's nice that we've been able to um to do that and uh, that it that it's growing. Um, and um that we get to interact with so many cool people that otherwise that we wouldn't have had the chance to do. Kim's just asked when will season four be available? And the Catherine Parr Society's just joined us. So hello. Oh, I love Catherine Parr, obviously. <laughs> um.
0: I have a particular affinity for all the ones who have the same name as me, as I think I've said. Um, and, yeah. Do you want to wait and we're gonna, we won't make you wait, Kim. Do you want to answer that question at the very end? Yes,
1: that will be coming, Kim. So if you are happy to stick around, we will tell you a little bit more about when that is coming.
0: Um, we, we will answer <laughs> that, though. That
1: was, <laughs> We, we, no, we no. promised. I know. <laughs> we've not just read your question but no we're, we're, we've seen it That is fine no no we, we we will tell you um and we'll give you something to look forward to very very shortly but again don't forget if you have any other questions or anything like that feel free to pop them in the comments section um so we've actually been working on some other stuff as well do you want to um here's a which is secret for the time being but we'll be hopefully Maybe ready for our second anniversary.
0: Yeah, because I think it's nice every year to come up with something to kind of mark the day of, of our anniversary, um, especially in the early days. Like, you know, cool, we've made it two years. But this year, we were thinking instead of doing, like last year, we did the QA episode, which was fun. But um, just to shake things up a little bit, we thought we would start to branch out a little. And we're coming up with a way to maybe generate some um, special subscriber content on a, on a platform that has yet to be determined, but we're working on it. So definitely keep your eyes peeled for that probably coming in September around the time of our second anniversary. Uh, you know, we're thinking like some of the stuff that we've mentioned here, like maybe a blooper reel or um, if we start to do more live streams, maybe we'll have the recordings, you know, on that on that platform so just a way to kind of branch out and uh expand our horizons a little bit now that we like we said we have you know the flow of it we're better at it <laughs> <laughs> but
1: it did take us a few practice runs to make sure that um, we we can make the life work today so yeah we're definitely uh, we're definitely better at it
0: yeah i mean well doing it uh we like i was kind of nervous for it to be honest, just because yeah. what do we what yeah. do we talk about for an hour. But um it's basically just a phone call and there are other people eavesdropping, right? So <laughs> But welcome.
1: <laughs> Hello <laughs> This is the Watergate everybody wanted. <laughs> um so yeah and I think as well with um it's always really fun on social media to be able to engage with um with like-minded people I think the internet can be a scary place Um, you know um, and there are are lots of places where you know it can feel very confrontational or things like that so I think being able to for us hopefully um, if we decide to branch out on this and it is ready for September having a space where everybody is welcome and having that space where everybody um, can you know either contribute or um just learn a little bit more or have a bit more uh engagement what we do be um will be really fun yeah definitely
0: what the platform we choose is definitely going to have a feature where we can maybe write a little bit more but also um there can be discussions you know like after every episode maybe we have a discussion question and everyone gets to debate have a little friendly debate because That's what history is you know it's not just like memorizing things it's being able to sit around a table and be like actually this is what i think margaret beaufort did and you know have those discussions held in a healthy way so hopefully we can figure out a way to do that and like you said foster a community i think that'd be really i think
1: that'd be really fun and be continued champions of public history oh god yeah accessible history also, I think one of the biggest questions that we normally get asked and one of the, the big things that people like, especially from our Instagram posts and just our Twitter posts, is knowing more about like what we read. So hopefully uh, about what we read, how we research stuff. So hopefully we'll be able to share a little bit more about that with you guys as well. And, uh, hopefully maybe get some episode bibliographies.
0: Yes, I think that that is super important. I Yeah, cause people do ask us, you know, well, what's your source for that? And what are what are you reading? Uh, what authors what historians do you like so that's definitely a priority not just, just like in a book club sense but in like a you know cite your sources kind of
1: way maybe that could be our next thing we branch into book club no we don't have time for that but that'd be fun
0: i don't have time for books <laughs> do you remember that one assignment that we had um that was like you have to read a whole book not just the chapter that you need for your research but an entire book and we were all like what yeah well
1: we we had to read a book and have a report written in like a week
0: yeah but still I think yeah everyone freaked out and was like how am I going to be expected to read 300 words of a book or 300 pages of a book (laughs) (laughs)
1: i remember taking it to work with me i just carried this book with me everywhere and i remember someone tried to talk to me while i was at work and i was like i'm working i'm busy (laughs) i'm like what are you doing i'm ripping this book apart leave me alone
0: (laughs) so we will at least be able to cite the chapters of books that we specifically read and now someone outside is weed whacking lovely i can't hear
1: anything okay
0: um, Yeah. Okay. So we got about ten or so minutes to go. Do you want to keep rambling about things, or do you want to answer Kim's question?
1: We can answer Kim's question now.
0: Do you want to do it, or shall I? Wait. Wait. Do I know it? Yeah. Okay. It's on the post-it here. Do you,
1: oh yeah. I wrote it. I wrote it down because I, I was like, it. I'm gonna do it. Wait. Do I know? <laughs> When's it coming? You feel free. I'll give you a little drum roll if you want. go ahead i'd love a drum roll
0: thank you uh so series four will be starting with an episode on margaret beaufort that will be released on august 27th so you've only got about a month to go and i only have about a month to make it
1: (laughs) good job we're recording in like two weeks i know Um, so yeah, though that'll be—it's um, coming, and we're very excited. Heather says, "Yay!" we very excited. <laughs> um, so no, it it should be really fun, and I just it—it it makes me happy that we get to do this. And we we typically record on a Sunday, so especially this time of year, it's so nice um, that we get to kind. Especially going into the winter that we have this to look forward to at the end of each week and just be able to like geek out at the end of each week.
0: Yeah, and it's too it's I when we're not recording, I get like I'm like, wow, I haven't talked to you in so long. And we text constantly, but there's something different about like sitting down every week and getting on a call and the first hour at least is chatting. So yeah. when we're not recording, I'm like, wow, I don't
1: know anything she's done this week. <laughs> Um, Kim has a question, and she says, how did your history degrees advance your careers? Uh, very slowly. Yes. Um,
0: <laughs> I, I'm lucky enough to, I, I am a historian by profession. Um, I don't want to get too into it, but I do, I do research, historic research for a living, um, which, is, which is awesome. So I, I'm, I'm lucky in that sense.
1: Um, my, yeah mine's, mine's taken a slightly different path and we can thank COVID for that for most of that but yeah um, <laughs> I think the biggest way it's advanced our careers is that you know I think when we first met like we had very set ways that we wanted to get into history and we had set like you know goals of curating and, and things like that at you know a museum or very traditional ideas about what our history degrees would do for us and where they would take us but I think with the benefit of Covid and Kate Shakespeare and like dreams it's it's shown us that there's a whole other world of history out there that we can access um and it's you know through podcasting or researching or things like that and that I don't necessarily I think that yes you definitely like the, the the degrees help and are incredible to have and we're very lucky to have them but I definitely I think that it's passion as well for that history and that subject as well that helps drive what we do and helps drive our careers. hmm Just waxed on and said nothing there, yeah, so I do apologize, Kim. No, it was a really good answer
0: actually. Just because um I know a lot of people who, you know, went and did a history degree or even with us were getting history yeah. degrees and who have used those skills for not just history things. Um yeah. So, no, I think that's, you You figure out a way to hone the skills that you learn. I mean, that's probably true with every degree. But, um, you know, we're in an era now when you say you've done a history degree and people are like, well, what's that good for? So it's nice to reiterate that it's good for a lot of things,
1: actually. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> um, and I, you know, I've, I think a lot of the time, about you say, well, you said people say you have a history degree. Oh, do so you want to teach history. You want to be a teacher. Oh my God. Like, um, no, no. Keep me away from your children. I would not teach them anything. Well, yeah, I've got friends who are history teachers, and they love what they do, and they're, they're passionate about that. But their main passion, they've got a dual passion of teaching and history. I think ours is very much history related, and you know, I. I think I'm lucky that I get to interact with history and education in my spare time, um, as you know, on the side. Um, and it's really lovely when you've been able to connect with someone and you see their passion starting to grow and that kind of glimmer of like historical curiosity start to grow or they, they, they understand, for instance, if you're looking at the reformation transubstantiation, they're like, Oh, I get it now. Like I get why this was important, but it's, it's, I don't think is a main driving force um for, for what we do we're, we're not um I don't think either of us are going to be teachers or have at current aspirations to be teachers of history but more appreciators of historical methods and research well yeah because
0: I think that's um I mean what we're doing here is a form of you know I don't want to say education because I don't want to be presumed that I'm educating any of you but um like it's a way of interacting and sharing knowledge and it's in in an area that we chose and we like so to that extent i'm like yeah let's let's do it let's talk let's talk about stuff and have discussions and learn from each other but not in a in a classroom setting um yeah and and that just that uh goes with what heather just said um one of her favorite parts of our podcast is when we explain our process And thinking like a historian which I think is super important because I don't know I I always think that's the most interesting thing about studying history is like getting that glimpse into how the sausage is made um you know like how do we know this well because somebody wrote this in this document or somebody didn't say this in the document or um we we don't know this for sure a lot of people are really quick to ignore talking about the process because they want to sound like they know something definitively, but you have to say when you don't, especially when you're dealing with people like um, Ann Boleyn or Catherine Howard who have so many scandals attached to them, it's so important to say, like, this is where this comes from, this is how we know it, just to be clear.
1: No, and I think too. Oh. I'm always interested in process and, you know, people's perception of a process or like, you know, how they think they have to, like, I suppose, like you said, Kate, having a perception of historians and things like that, because I think that is so key, because I think when it comes to history, there is an, there can be an assumption that we're a bunch of stuffy, like, know-it-alls, like sitting in a corner, waxing on about something, I don't know agricultural practices in south wales in between 1300 and 1305 no thank you you're not connectable and it's not approachable but i think actually then having the space to say this is the idea i have about something and then you know start start with an idea like you say maybe about Anne Boleyn and one of the scandals that's attached to that, this is what I think. Okay, now let me work backwards to see if actually what I think is correct or if it's based on how how some is based on one person's perception of her. Is there anything to, to back that up? And it's it's a very cyclical process, I think, of I think this, what does history say? Or history says this, what do I think about this? Yeah, what do, other historians
0: think about this and that's what's great about having a partner to do this is that yes. um you know we respect each other enough to know that if one of us disagrees with something it doesn't mean that I hate you it just means that we came to different conclusions about something uh, like the four times that that actually happens um yeah I will be losing your
1: number after this so uh it's been nice <laughs> hearing you well it's been nice chatting on the our- <laughs> yeah
0: I can <laughs> say whatever I'd like about Thomas More and I know that you will still text me tomorrow
1: Congrats no <laughs> <laughs> it's when you go after King John that's when we have trouble no I'm joking <laughs> I will um d- don't do it don't do it. there isn't enough time <laughs> um but no it, it's and there's some really interesting work or conversations that I had by um historians I was actually listening to a podcast today um and they were having a discussion on do you think it's important to take sources you know from the medieval period or the early modern period whatever period it is that you're looking at and take them at face value or do you think that you know as historians we need to to distance ourselves from them and actually think well they think this because our worldview was limited or you know they just didn't understand and actually they were having a conversation of um, about ha- how actually when we look at sources take them at face value there's something fun to be said at taking them at face value and getting to immerse yourself in somebody's world but also then being able to step back from that if that makes any sense at all it does yeah um that again that wasn't me thinking that that was a, a summary of a conversation of a podcast i was listening to you to today but um it was it was super interesting and i think that they're, they're really important conversations to have because like you said otherwise you end up saying well i know this is like you know a a fact okay but actually that that makes me think of a really
0: i say interesting conversation a thought-provoking conversation um that i had maybe last summer with somebody who i know who listened to the podcast and their critique was that i first i thought it was a commentary on um like our our ticks, like he said. You say I think a lot, and I was like, Oh yeah, I know. You know that, and, <laughs> um and like, um, sorry, there's only so much I can do. And he said, No, the uh, the point of it was more that like we we should own up to our opinions more readily, or we should just declare things. Um, and I disagreed for all the reasons you just said. Is no, I think it's important to distinguish between this is a known fact and this is what i think based on all of the facts um so i did not take the note but yeah i just thought it was interesting that somebody picked up on that and i'm like nope that's what it should be that's people sharing their thoughts and
1: opinions no i completely agree because histories are uh, it's i was actually having a conversation about this recently with someone they said "What's your creative outlet and i said history and they said you know why that's not creative and i was like well actually it is creative because you have all of the space to think and you have all of the space to come at things with different angles and different approaches and you know it's you've got space to be able to disagree with people and i think that's a really lovely thing to be able to do but also still have that commonality of i'm just completely obsessed with these random people who died like 500 years ago
0: (laughs) well and that's the thing too about the Tudors is that it can be a minefield just because it is such popular history um, that you know you have to there are people who are in certain camps and I think the internet has definitely exacerbated this but um, we do have to think kind of do we want to go ahead and say this controversial thing because I know a few people who will be right on us once we do say that thing, just because uh, everyone knows about these people um, and, and they have opinions about them and they're very entrenched opinions and they're very passionate opinions.
1: Yeah. And I, again, there's space for passion and there's space for disagreement. I think it's the, the thing that the Internet doesn't always allow for is doing it in the right way. If that makes it so it's saying, Well, actually I take a point, but have you considered X, Y, and Z?
0: Yeah, I mean like Kim says she likes the way we always keep it positive. Uh you have to because <laughs> it's very easy to get frustrated. And ultimate like like what we said is I think the art of history is learning to take other people's input and opinions and work it into the conversation. So I mean there are readily a few opinions I will dismiss, but um, for on the uh, by and large, you you do have to be nice and yeah. and if you maybe if you don't agree with something, you don't just shut it down right away. You listen to all the reasons and everything. Like I I think that your opinion on Thomas More is incorrect, but I respect it. You know, and I respect the fact that you
1: are wrong. <laughs> exactly, do <Ditto. laughs> this is why historians make really good lawyers at the same time you know yeah. a lot of people that do history then go into being lawyers because yeah i it's the know a lot of people who that, up. and it's being able to weigh that balance of probability and that balance of evidence um in a in-depth way and drawing conclusions that you are confident with um I know I've written a few papers before where I've, I've written the whole paper and I'm confident with what I've written. and I've got to the conclusion of, uh, I don't know if I agree with what I've just said. <laughs> yep. But or I'm, half- at, I'm, at, I'm uh, at that point yeah. now. So I'm, Halfway
0: through the paper, you're like, wow, I really don't think this anymore.
1: <laughs> I changed my you know, mind. I've, ch- I've changed my mind. But I am three and a half thousand words in. I'm not backing out now. <laughs> this position is defendable. <laughs> So yeah, I think I think being able to to look at it from from both sides is is important, and I think that that's how we're able to do it so positively. I um, I don't want to speak for both of us, but you know that's how you know at least my thought process is is I'm confident and I'm happy with the viewpoint I am approaching, so I'm going to be positive about it. And again, if someone wants to disagree with it, that's fine. But um, yeah, it's it's um. I think history is very, very unique. that again, to, to most other people who don't have an interest in it or aren't passionate about it, that, why does this matter? All mm-hmm. like, right. well, that's a very good question. And I think that's a big thing that people struggle with is, is that question of why does this matter? Well, yeah, because might- I mean,
0: there are a lot of people who probably look at what we do, uh, a podcast that's specifically on six women who lived in a specific time and have a specific relationship with each other and to this person and are in incredibly privileged positions too right so it's not like it's necessarily groundbreaking um and in the sense too that it's very much a topic that has been covered um i mean there have been multiple podcasts since ours came out that have done specials and features on the same six women so it's just another drop in the bucket right so a lot of people probably would question why but like we said earlier it's just because you have to have you have to keep having the discussions it's you can't just have an episode of here's everything we know about Catherine varagon because we don't know a lot about her and we have to talk about it and we have to tease it out and have the bigger conversations too so that's that's why it matters
1: <laughs> that's why and the oscar goes too <laughs> no <laughs> but i no you are you you're you're right these conversations do keep need to be being do keep need to be this is why we edit these conversations keep needing to be had because there's always more to say there's always a new angle and i think even if you look at the way the history of these women were written you know 20 years ago compared to now it's completely different so, it, mm-hmm. again, rediscovering, and I'm always really keen to use that word rediscovering, not discovering new angles to view them in and new, new ways to appreciate them or, you know, connect them to either a part of themselves that's maybe been lost or to each other or, you know, um, even, for example, if you take that new Tracy Warman book that's just come out on um, Anne Boleyn and Elizabeth I, How can we how how they can be reconnected to each other in a way way that's not usually thought about? So yeah,
0: yeah, you know. (laughs) Yes, I do.
1: (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's it. it, We'll we'll talk about this later on another episode. (laughs) No, no, it's nice to be able to rediscover the people behind. The myths that are built up around them you know Amblin's a very big one that has lots of myths with her many fingers and toes and and, and all sorts so i think the the myths are fun as well because you're like this is completely absurd mm. but there's a voice underneath there that also is dying to to be heard and
0: not even myths that are like obviously myths like anne Boleyn had six fingers and you're like okay i can okay that's that's easy to check out right but um yeah. Myths that aren't necessarily myths as more as just misconceptions that have just kind of kept flowing over the years. And then you finally get somebody who sits down and like goes back to the original sources and really looks at them and puts them in context and is like, oh, okay, so for the last 200 years, we've actually been wrong. And you're like, oh, wow, okay, great. And that happens all the time, even with people who we think we know everything about. So,
1: yeah. And you're never going to know everything about everybody. I think that's just human nature, isn't it? You know, there's always going to be parts that mm-hmm. we want that are missing. Um, yeah, of course. But it's, it's fun and we get to do what we do. And I think just going back to um, Kim's point about keeping it positive, And like you said, sometimes it's hard. We've had episodes where it's been, you know, we've talked about quite big stuff that's quite challenging to talk about, you know, for instance, in the um, oh God, the Catherine Howard this, episode. Catherine Howard, thank you. I was like, all of the Catherine's just left my brain. The Catherine Howard episode like that, that we were dealing with some big stuff in that. And it, we didn't necessarily shy away from it, but there was definitely a conversation to be had about how do we approach this and how do we approach this in the right way?
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, because you have to be sensitive, but then you also want to be able to communicate the history. But you have to communicate the history in the understanding that this happened in a time when, you know, society was different. There were different, you know, expectations and they don't necessarily gel with our modern world. So it's, it's a lot of things to have to balance, for sure. That was definitely um, in terms of content Um, and not execution. I shouldn't have said execution. Sorry. Um, (laughs) um, That was one that was really hard just because we're like, we have all this stuff to say and we need to make sure that we say it correctly. Um, So we were checking ourselves a lot. I think that episode ended up being really long too, because we had to just kind of keep saying the same things over and over until we got to a point where... It like okay this sounds this sounds good and the the point comes across and it strikes all the right chords
1: well i, I again it was that there's opinions that we have or like uh, feelings that we have about stuff like that and i think at one point we both just said what we needed to say just in order for it to be said and then you take those bits and yeah chop and change them so that yeah that one that one took a little while but that that was worth it because needed to be done right
0: yeah for sure
1: um not not just for you know catherine's sake but our you know listeners sake as well because again it's a space that we want people to be able to interact with and enjoy even if the conversation is difficult
0: right yeah another reason why we edit is because like i said we can just keep talking about this stuff over and (laughs) over and over Um, On that note, actually, do you want to maybe give us like 15 more minutes um, before we before we wrap it up and let these people get on with their days?
1: Yeah, I'm good with that. If anyone else has any more questions, feel free to pop them in there. It's not a problem at all. (laughs) Where do you live? That's creepy. Please don't do that. I think I already outed you, though, earlier. it's a big city don't worry don't you worry (laughs) so what um i'm trying to
0: think of the list that we had last week i could also just pull it up on my computer but what um what episode are you most excited to record for the
1: series for i I, um besides margaret beaufort well i was stalling for time so i could pull up the episode list (laughs) (laughs) I'm very excited about the Margaret Beaufort episode. Um I think that was gonna be really fun. Um, but also I'm quite looking forward to the episode on the role of stepmothers. I think that's gonna be quite cool. Um, because that will be like you said earlier, like that's that's a thing that bonds a lot of these queens together. So um that'll be really nice to be able to get um to get stuck into a conversation on them but also as well I um also sort of, sort of interested in the role of memory um mm-hmm. I'm excited about all of them if you can't tell so there's but there's three so there are the um, memory and stepmothers are quite excited but also education. Oh yeah that's gonna be awesome. um, that one's gonna be really good because there's just when we were planning that one that, you know, these, there was just so much we could unpack when I would take this bit out and this bit out and just all of the things. So, no, um, that was going to be really fun. I think. What, what are you excited about? Um, I think, actually,
0: this is going to sound really morbid. So I'm sorry if all of you now think less of me, but I'm actually kind of excited about the one about we're going to do an episode. It's going to be another heavy one that covers death and childbirth because two of our queens died in childbirth. Um, And I'm excited for that one just because I think there's so much interesting like medical history that we can unpack and how much um, gender history is wrapped up in the medical history. Um, Like there's some um, interesting theories about how exactly Jane Seymour died And, like, whose, quote, fault it was um, that she ended up sustaining some kind of infection. So I I guess I'm just interested in unpacking all of that. Because I think it's, like, it's a throwaway line a lot of the time as we say that women died in childbirth. But it's, like, what do we mean by that, actually? And, like, what was it like? And the fact that it was so widespread uh, and, you know, so common for women is exemplified by the fact that two of our queens, like, two of the six women died in childbirth so um yeah no that's I, i'm actually really looking forward to that one it's gonna be heavy but
1: i think that one's a bit um bit unique as well i think mean, that one's a bit of a left-fielder because that's not something that is discussed all that much
0: um... yeah
1: i mean it's so many even
0: like big biographies of you know like all those like you know the six wives of henry VIII books. the eighth books the chapter ends and it's like jane died What however like two weeks later and Henry was very sad. And you're like, okay, I know she died, you know, after, probably from an infection after giving birth because it was such a dangerous process. But, like, how? You know, like, what yeah. it, what did that look like? And we gloss over those last, you know, 10 or so days of her life. And it's like, okay, but what what was happening? and What did that look like? And um, with Catherine Parr, too, we're like, oh, isn't it sad that, you know, she died? And you're like, okay, but... Was it the same way that Jane died? Was it different? Or yeah, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm looking forward to getting into the weeds a little bit with well, that.
1: Well, I think too that that relates quite heavily to something that we rail against on our series, if that's the right phrase, of their utility in relation to Henry. Yes. Once they're like once they stop being useful to Henry or they exit stage left from Henry's story, there's really a lot of the time the the well-known narrative is. Okay, well, let's just move on to the next one, or let's move on to something that is. Um, uh, uh, what's Henry up to now? Um, what's Cromwell up to now? And
0: yeah, and what are the um, ramifications that are happening at the moment? Like we're not, not we're not just like sitting twiddling our thumbs, waiting for her to die. It's like what's going on on the ground? Like what's the cause and effect? Whenever there'll be reactions happening, um, how's Henry reacting? To this how's Cromwell you know like all that kind of stuff to me is a lot more interesting than just writing and then jane died in childbirth
1: and then henry sat in his room for two weeks with his full because that's the only person to see the end um
0: yeah and there's a, a comment that um that's another subject like yeah talking about this heavy stuff helps us grapple with what's happening in our world right now um the example being that the maternal death rate in the u.s right now is really horrifying because yeah there's still so much we don't know about how women give birth and trying to figure that out as you can imagine just through records is horrifying but it hasn't you know really changed that much uh, no
1: not at all
0: yeah because like you you know, we say there's the throwaway lines of, you know, and then Jane Seymour died in childbirth because that's what's written down. That's what they were like. Oh, yep. The, you know, the process killed her too bad kind of thing. And we still do that to a bit of an extent now we don't necessarily really always talk about what actually happened because it could be a lot of different things.
1: Which, yeah, I, it's weird i think especially when it comes to the topic of childbirth now i'm no expert on this i'm not going to pretend to be an expert on this at all in any sense of the world um of that world but i think there's still even to today a lot of mysticism surrounding not mysticism but like kind of like blurred lines or like kind of smoke screens when it comes to giving birth because it's very much you know you hear about the pregnancy of a woman and then you're just like then they had a baby
0: yeah so i think, think you know, that relates again right back to what we're going to do with um confinement where we'll talk about we'll have an episode on confinement but um it's this process of okay so now it's a woman's thing and they're going to go do this stuff over here and we're not going to have to look at them we're not going to have to learn about their body parts it's just you go over here and you do your woman's stuff and then i'll have a baby
1: it's uh a uh, it's very um, it's always in my head doesn't matter what time period like we're looking at but in my head i think i always have this idea of you know people in the waiting room waiting for um the ch- our child to be born and then that's it we don't talk about the rest
0: yep exactly
1: it's a very um it's just it's, I <laughs> people think that we, 500 like, even, years ago
0: were just like us <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, yeah i was gonna say like even now um and you know 500 years ago from you know what we know It's a very intimate, but also very clinical process. Mm -hmm. And and it's...
0: And And there's so many factors going on. So many different things. Like you have the religious influence, but then you have, you know, gendered history, uh, you know, women's roles and, like you say, utility. Uh, Add in the royal factor, the fact that these women's bodies don't belong to them because they're just basically prince and princess baby machines um it's just yeah it's it's gonna be a fun season because we get to talk about all of that stuff which is just very very much scratching the the surface um I want to go back up to uh Kim asked us another question yeah, cool. which uh did you learn to, how to read handwriting in archives yeah <laughs>
1: yeah there, there's a lot of trial and error when it comes to that. I remember doing a class on it during my um during my undergrad and literally holding pieces of paper and like tipping them upside down so I could try and make sense of the handwriting.
0: This is one great reason for getting into the study of Elizabeth I, which is like my primary kind of camp because her handwriting is gorgeous and easy to read. Until she's, like, you know, in her later life, until she's, like, you know, becoming physically infirm. Her handwriting is, like, basically what looks like our print handwriting. And it's so much easier than, say, like, Henry Eighth's handwriting, which is awful.
1: I enjoyed the challenge of it, though. I feel like uh, I've earned my, God, my no. primary... I feel like I've earned the content of my primary source. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean...
1: It 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 takes you a while
0: and you do get used to studying like a particular person's hand, yeah. but his, his is just awful. It's so bad. And like, this is a guy who is, there's a letter that he wrote to Cardinal Wolsey when he was like 20, where he was like, I hate writing. I wish I could just talk to you. So this is a guy who didn't actually physically like to write. So of course his handwriting is going to be as awful as possible. It just makes everyone's life harder. I hate it. <laughs> But I can do it.
1: I, it t- it takes some time. So yeah, I think I think my when it when it came to learning this, I definitely learned it in a club, like in a in a lecture space and in a classroom space to, to begin with. Because I think what is really helpful to be able to do with it is um, to trace the letters and to trace the words, or just be able to kind of write what you think the word says above it, um, and then just fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm um but then in terms of putting that into practice i know when i was doing my um again my undergraduate degree i was very lucky that we got to go to the archive, uh, certain archives and be able to look at the, the this handwriting in person and you know even was even lucky enough to get out um the king's great bible which is uh, henry viii's bible that um that was Commissioned during the Reformation, so being able to look at it in, in in person and being able to interact with that, I think for for me was really valuable. Was yours primarily uh, primarily archive based, and how did you do it, Kate? In undergrad, in under, oh you did it as well. well
0: I'm asking. Oh like, no no,
1: because I mean you just uh, just as a whole, like did you do it? For, you, did you, you learn there, to read? It you were the half of it. Um, well that was uh, loud. that was loud in that. Language.
0: I was about to say, are you in like a car chase or something? Yeah, um, <laughs> yes. um in undergrad we really didn't do much of it. Um so you would do it independently and it's a lot of trial and error, especially if you're doing anything before uh I don't know, the eighteenth century. Yeah. Just because the hand yeah. the styles of handwriting change so often um, that you have to you have to read we get accustomed to what you're looking at yeah it's a lot of trial and error um the the archives are really good about to helping you out with um like there are a lot of cheat sheets online that i would reference yeah about like you know if you can't tell what a certain smudge is you can kind of look it up and see like okay does it look like any of these related smudges um and it it helps but yeah it's, it's just it's practice um you know it's like playing an instrument or something it's it's practice. There's only so much that you can learn just by somebody telling you. Yeah. The more, the more you do it, the better you get.
1: I suppose I'd compare it to like seeing in the dark. You know, when you first turn the lights off, you're like, you can't see anything, and then your eyes adjust to it.
0: Yeah. And, yeah. Oh. But it's super. It's super important. Um, I think that, like, it's a skill that needs to be taught. I was. Uh, yeah. Remember my interns a couple of years ago who didn't know how to read cursive. Oh uh, yes, I was I was about ready to like call all of their professors and be like, um, excuse me, what are you teaching these children? Because it's so important to be able to look at the sources yourself. Because uh, like we said earlier, when we were talking about like um, myth busting, sometimes there a myth or a misconception exists because people don't go back to the original source. So you need to be able to do that yourself, and you you might be missing something. You never know. And you, you'd never know if you didn't have this this experience. So, yeah, learn how to read old handwriting, kids.
1: I mean, I feel like I have a benefit that my handwriting is awful anyway. So I have to tip it to read it anyway. So I was, had a head start.
0: <laughs> Despite what Kim said about us being nice, I'm not going to disagree with you there.
1: It's I, I write myself, I've literally got myself a sticky note in front of me and I don't know what it says. <laughs>
0: yeah every once in a while I'm like uh and like you said it's like process of elimination of okay I know what the words around it are so that must be what this word is
1: (laughs) I think I've done it before I've sent you a picture of my notes I'm like what does this say I have no idea no
0: idea (laughs) (laughs) when you were (laughs) when you were writing notes when we were proofreading our dissertations and you would write me notes in the margins I'm like I hope this is nice I have no idea what this (laughs) says
1: what well, just to say, no, I don't know. I wrote it, but I don't know what it says. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and it, I think in terms of being able to, like you said, interacting with those sources are, like for yourself, are important. But it's going to sound a bit cheesy. But interacting with history that way, I think, is so important as well. And like, being able to hold, like, if you get the opportunity, which, um, you know, we, we've been. Like, lucky enough to be able to do but to be able to interact with the history and have it in your hand is it's it's so special and oh it's, yeah and like even just holding it yeah like, okay well i know somebody else has held this and i i'm you know even just standing in the same room as it is is um is incredible so i think for you know i went to the exhibition down at Kiva castle this year on rival Queens. Um, where they had Ambelin and Kapano's, uh Aragon's prayer books yeah. out, yeah, and
0: whatever. just to be,
1: just to be able to see, I'm sorry, <laughs> just to be able to see them and um, be in the same room with them and kind of look at a couple of pages that were unfolded. It was just, it was so special, and you know you could read read what it said, but it was really special to be able to do that um, and be reminded that not everybody can do that and and have access to that. So that that was really nice.
0: Yeah, always cool when you can actually go see the stuff. Not just I mean like yeah, hold it and read it and everything, but see it too. Just edit. Just see it. The portraits to me are, are really, really special to see. Love, yeah, definitely. Love love going to see portraits. That's the art historian, half of me.
1: <laughs> I feel like I appreciate a portrait, but you love a portrait. You Yeah.
0: Well, they're so well, especially like early modern portraiture is such a gift. Like, think of like portraits of Elizabeth I, where it's everything was specifically chosen to be there, and you can like decipher it. It's so fun. It's so fun. Hopefully, can we do? I like can we do like a? I think you already said yes to this, but I'll repeat it. Um, a material culture series, like where we do like a portraiture thing and maybe like some jewelry, um.
1: 100 percent excuse, to, yeah yeah i love any that any excuse to talk about you know that nicola talis book or um uh, on jewelry or the, the the one on Holbein, or just to have you excited about something i'm happy to do oh that's, that's so nice
0: but yeah no it's i love love art and talking about it so
1: <laughs>
0: yep shall we Oh, Emily's just bit. Now Emily comes, right when now we're about to Emily. say we're gonna log off.
1: <laughs> it comes just in time for the end. <laughs> Hello.
0: <laughs> with that Emily, note We're we're literally just about to say goodbye, although it's it's you know not quite the half hour yet. I think we've got about like thirty seconds.
1: Thirty seconds. Uh but no, it this has been a really lovely conversation to be able to have and to be able to interact with you, um, you guys. Um you're very welcome, heather. Thank you so much for joining us and kim um as thank you for for coming sticking to, with us yeah. Um, yeah, but I just think as well um there's a um we've had some people join us today as well who have uh who've been with us from the start mainly because we've bullied them into it um so we've had a couple of our friends and families uh pop through so uh thank you for um thank you for that thank you and for to being- everybody else
0: yeah thank you for uh going beyond being polite and actually like listening and taking an interest in this
1: <laughs> but we will absolutely be back um on the 27th of august we've committed it now we've put the we've put it out in the internet for everybody to to remind us so we will be back on the 27th of august with our special episode on margaret Beaufort. Woo! until then thank you again everybody
0: for joining. Um, yeah. We'll see you in series four. We'll
1: see you soon. Okay. This is just awkward. Am I just ending, pressing it and right? Do you, do you know how to do it? Yeah, I got it.